Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm very excited about this episode, and I want to start by saying a huge thank you to Inner Circle member Claire, who, by the way, before we got on the phone, she told me, I really don't think I'm going to be very interesting. And well, let me tell you, she's tremendously interesting, and her story is remarkable. And throughout this podcast, we ended up talking about things that I've never spoken about publicly before, and I really think people are going to benefit a lot from them, especially things near the end. So please listen the whole way through, carve out some time. If there's one episode that you listen to the whole way through, I really think this is a very, very important one. Thank you, Claire. I hope you enjoy the episode to everybody listening. Let me know what you think. I'll talk to you soon. Claire. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for getting on the phone with me. I appreciate it. That's all right. <laughs> so where, where are you located? Where are you, You're in London? Just outside, about half an hour out of London, so not too bad. Amazing. And it, is it 2 p.m. there right now? Uh, 3. 3 so, p.m. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And and as you know, the email that you sent me, it, it blew me away. And um, number one, I, I sort of just want this to be a time where if you have any questions or anything you want to cover, I would love to discuss anything that you would like to discuss with me. Um, okay. Also, I would love to just chat about all of the progress you've made because I think it's it's extraordinary. And I'd love to hear sort of just like your story and, and what you've done and how you've managed to make so much progress and, and everything you found to be helpful along the way. Cool. Yeah, I'm not sure I'll be that interesting, though, to be fair. I know you said that, but I have a feeling you'll probably end up being much more interesting and a lot more helpful than I than I think you realize. So, uh, so talk to me, just like give me some background on yourself, like um, your sort of like your journey, where you started, where you are now, just like sort of just talk to me. Okay. Um, So I, I guess I've been on this journey for about a year and a half. And at my heaviest, I was 242 pounds and my BMI was 35. And currently I'm 175 pounds and my BMI is 25. Wow, so, that is amazing. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been a sort of steady progress. There's been ups and downs and stalling and I've had absolute tantrums because the fucking scale wouldn't move and all that kind of stuff so I'm sure you've heard it all before it well, you know I love I love it already I just love how honest you're being like it's it's not been easy there's been a lot of ups and downs like so talk to me like what 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 are some of the struggles that you've been through so I guess for me if I kind of um think of my background actually in preparation for this it made me really focus about what's gone on. How did I get into the mess that I got into really? And um, it's been painful. And surprisingly, um, the psychological aspect of it is the biggest thing for me that I'm, I've struggled with, I'm struggling with. And, um, you know, I'm a, for a job, I'm a mental health social worker. So I know all this shit, but I can't apply it to my own life. And yeah, so it's difficult. So anyway, I'm waffling. So please interrupt if I'm boring you. Um, no, please, I, that, you're not boring me at all. I'm actually very <laughs> interested. And I think, I think, as you know, I think the the psychology aspect, the emotional behavioral aspect of it is is the most important. 
I really do. And like, it's one thing to know what to do. It's another thing to actually do it. So like, so, so talk to me about that. Like, what about the, the psychology side of it was either surprising to you or, or helpful to you? Like, what about that? Well, I always knew that I was a comfort eater. Um, and then I started to think about the reasons why that occurred. Um, I don't have a good relationship with my family. They're all just, yeah, I won't go there. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying not to swear too much, but that's going to be impossible. Oh, please. We can cuss all we want. The more yeah, cussing, true. the better. Exactly. Okay. Well, they're all fucktards, but there we go. <laughs> um, so it got me thinking about when I was younger and I was growing up, I didn't get, and, and I don't mean to sound like a sub story or a victim, but it, it just made me realize I didn't get any physical affection from my parents at all. And the only reward I got was via food. Um, and I, I started to associate food with comfort and um, a positive thing. And then when I was kind of in, I don't know, about, I was eight years old, I was the tallest at school, I developed breasts, and I started to notice that I was different to everybody else. Um, People started bullying me, calling me the walking giant, big bird, all that kind of stuff. I had no friends. And my parents were like, why are you crying? What the fuck are you crying for? Don't be so fucking stupid. Stand up for yourself. But the times that I did retaliate, because I was so tall, the teachers would be like, well, hang on a minute, you're bullying everybody else. And then I think that's when I started to eat to kind of comfort that. And That, that makes got, sense. Yeah. And then when I got to my teenage years, I naturally slimmed out. I was you know, fine, didn't have a problem. Um, and had a few years that I was blissfully unaware of anything. And I think I became aware of my mother dieting when I was around the age of 14. And about the same time, a boyfriend at the time said to me, oh, you need to lose weight, you're fat. And that was the very start of my journey into yo-yo dieting, I guess. And then throughout my adult life, I've either been very very thin and anorexic because I've been taking laxatives and god knows what else or fat nothing in between and then in my adult life I've had a constant stream of derogatory comments from boyfriends friends random people I've walked into a shop and a a guy's grabbed me and gone fuck me you like your chocolate don't you love and I'm like what the hell that's just come out of nowhere and then I've had builders working on a roof shout across the street oi tranny thinking i'm a transvestite and it's like well i know i'm tall but i don't look like a bloke and then yeah so one boyfriend was like oh you've got a face like a pig and then that was it that just kind of sealed and reinforced everything that i'd grown up believing that i was different i wasn't good enough that i looked like a freak so then the eating really ramped up. I started binge eating. I don't have a, or didn't have an off switch, didn't register what I was shoving down my throat, didn't feel sick, never felt full. I'd always eat in secret, always hide the wrappers, didn't eat in front of people. And I still don't because I feel really, really uncomfortable with it. And then, yeah, throughout my adult life, I've hated the way I looked. I felt really self-conscious. And then I adopted this persona, if you like, to try and, 
hide how hurt I felt and how let down I felt by everybody. And then you assume the fat person role, don't you? You, you become the sarcastic, funny person, the, the stereotypical Hollywood fat star is what I became. And then I found that people found that funny. And then the blunter and kind of almost more aggressive I got, the more people seemed to like. So I, I just... I then start taking the piss out of myself to stop people from like doing it for me. And then I just ended up in this really negative cycle. And it got to a point where I just, I was so fed up with everything. I tried every diet and it was all or nothing. And ultimately I couldn't sustain them because they're very low calorie or just too restrictive. Um, and I thought, you know what, I've got to do something. I just can't carry on like this. It's, I'm miserable. I, I just don't know where to go. And at the time, I was making, like, really shitty excuses for why I was doing the way I was. It was because of hormones or because there was some kind of illness, not because I was just stuffing shit down my face and I couldn't <laughs> stop. So, um, and at that point... I was making excuses that, you know, I couldn't walk down the street without being out of breath. I was getting frequent migraines. I was always hot. And then it was like, oh, I must be menopausal. It can't possibly be related to food. Um, and then I, I started to look um, on sort of YouTube and Instagram and started following people. And the message started to sink through about consistency and patience and um, sort of being accountable for everything that you do and eat. And I found you and I started, first of all, I was like, who is this annoying person that's happy all the time? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I'm gonna, I want some of that. I'm going to watch that and see, see what it's all about. And that's how I started to follow you. Um, and then you started saying, I heard you say, you can't fail unless you stop trying. And it really resonated with me because... When I, I started smoking when I was about 12 and it, I tried over and over and over again to give up smoking and I couldn't. And eventually in my mid-twenties, I did kick the habit. And then I thought, well, actually, I didn't stop trying with that addiction. So there must be something in me that can stop this cycle. So I started to change the way I ate. I recorded all my calories, weighed everything and joined a gym and then that was the start of my journey so do you want me to carry on <laughs> well I mean that's very interesting is, is this transition right here and I think mm. like this is this is a big moment and I'm super interested it's actually something I I spoke about at the retreat a little bit and mm. I've been really interested in it lately is in terms of the defining moment, right? Where like things just change and all of a sudden you just had this realization in which you're like, well, you know what? Like I did it with smoking. Like, why can't I do it with, mm. with this? So like, can I ask, was it, yeah. was when you, when you decided to make that change, like, was there anything going on in, in, in terms of like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to put anything. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Cause I don't want to put words in your head to try and make you agree or disagree. Mm. I just want like, to have it be organic as possible. Like what was going through your mind in terms of that finally made you say like, I need to do this. I think because, you know, my, I'm in my mid forties and I hated absolutely 
everything. It's like I, I can't be more miserable and something's got to give. I, I just can't fucking do it anymore. And it's like, well, I've got to go all in, really. I've got to try and do everything and just accept that it's going to be really difficult. It's going to be challenging, perhaps the biggest challenge of my life to date. And I've just got to go over it. I've got to give it at least a year and see where I am from now. Not a quick to lose 10 million pounds in two weeks because that's unrealistic, but to do it slowly and to make lots of small changes over the course of time. And I think, you know, I think my first week that I did it, I didn't lose a fucking pound in weight. So I was really pissed off. Um, but it's like, no, my attitude, it was my attitude that changed. It was like, actually, no, I know this. I know this stuff. Everybody's telling me it might not change. It might go up. Things might not go the way I expect them to be. And I think I'm a perfectionist. So I'm very much like, well, if I'm not losing weight, then I'm failing. And I think that was the, the switch in my head that it's not necessarily about the number on the scale. It's about starting to make new habits and being different does that explain it that's very interesting i I like that a lot it's about starting to make new habits and and changing and being different um Mm. you you mentioned that you got to a point in which like you were just like miserable yeah and i'm wondering in terms of like when you were like you know what i have to make this change what do you do you think it came from that feeling of being miserable? Do you think it came from a feeling of, of uh, fear of some sort? Was it uh, anger? Was it like what all of it combined something else? I don't, I don't really know. I think, um, I think it's, it was a combination of just feeling disappointed in myself, feeling that actually, I am worth more than this. I don't want to be the role that people seem to think I am. They think that because I'm fat, they can treat me like utter shit. Um, and actually, I, I don't don't want that. And then I suppose there was an element of, you know, I want to shove it down people's faces that I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of me. Um, I love that. Yeah. I, it's like almost like a competitive, like, fuck yeah, you. Like, precisely. I can do this. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I, tell anyone I was dieting. So I, my husband obviously knew because he was getting really bored and fed up every mealtime. I'd be in the kitchen frantically, meticulously weighing everything and recording <laughs> it down whilst his dinner's going cold. But, um, yeah, I didn't tell anyone. So that took the pressure off because in the past I've always been like, right, that's it, I'm going on a diet. And I think that just put too much pressure and too much expectation. And, of course, everyone's sat around waiting for you to fuck up because it's inevitable because you're fat. So, um, yeah, that, that was the change of moment for me, really. You know, this is very interesting, and I really appreciate you being so honest and, and thoughtful okay. about it because this goes against what a lot of people recommend. A lot of people say, tell everybody. No. Make a statement. Tell everyone on social media. Tell everybody. Yeah, and, accountability and all that bollocks. No. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think a number of things. I think accountability can be and is very important, but I think there's more than – there's a, more than – just making a statement publicly that can hold you accountable yeah uh, i think it, i think it's very um reductionist of people to say the only way to be accountable is to make a statement and tell everybody and i think you bring up a tremendous point that if 
telling people puts too much pressure and stress on yourself to the point where it almost inhibits you, then mm. it's probably better to keep it quiet and to not feel like you, because you know, like my whole thing is you can't fuck this up. Exactly. But if you're assuming, if you tell everybody and then you assume that everybody's watching you, which realistically, even if you told everybody, no one gives a fuck. Like no one really cares. No one is like looking out being like, oh, you're going to fuck up. You're going to like, no one's doing that. <laughs> but if it's easy to project our own insecurities on other people. Most definitely. So, so if you, if you are, and I'm saying you as in like the proverbial you, if, mm. if, if, you know yourself and know that like, Hey, I, I don't want to be judged by other people. I don't want other people to be watching me, even regardless of whether or not they actually are. It might be a better idea to not tell people to just keep it to yourself mm. and, and do it for yourself and doing it for yourself either way. But if you know that you'll put too much pressure on yourself by telling other people, I think it's a very important message. And I love that you said that because literally everybody says the other the opposite make a statement tell everybody yeah. online and i so i love that 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 change helps take pressure off of you so that you could realize you weren't fucking it up no one was looking at you no one was saying you were fucking it up no one was judging you it was it was all yourself i think that's a huge huge very important uh thing to discuss so thank you so keep going that's sorry fine. for rambling no no that's fine please jump in um so yeah, so I made the changes. I joined a gym. I was determined I was going to join a gym. I was absolutely terrified. And I made a promise to myself that I would go at least three times a week. I'm, I've always been an active person. I've got horses, dogs. I do downhill mountain biking. So I'd been in denial as to how active I was. I always thought, oh, you know, I can't believe I'm not burning more calories than I am. But I thought, no, I want to go. I want to get like Susan I love her physique it, she's an inspiration um so I thought right I'm going so I went to the gym and um hired a PT there biggest fucking mistake of my life <laughs> absolutely useless um but because I was so intimidated it was like oh well he must know better than me even though I subconsciously I knew that what he was telling me was just shit anyway um so I started to go and it it served a purpose he's he kind of was a babysitter if you like so it got me used to being in the gym and then yeah. after a while I, I got rid of him because I thought well you're you don't believe in my goal we're just doing the same program I see you doing with everybody and that's not going to get me the results I want and then I thought well because I want to look ripped I'm going to find a bodybuilding coach so I did that <laughs> and um oh god he was an arrogant asshole <laughs> and he, I love the honesty. This makes yeah, me so happy. sorry. Um, he basically made me feel like he was doing me a favor, even though I was paying for his services. And I mean, he he just basically beasted me. And I thought, well, that's all very well, but I now can't do anything in the gym for the next three days because I'm so sore. What's the point in this? And I thought, you know, I'll have a word with him. So I tried to talk to him, and then that didn't work out and then I he just kept trying to tell me about steroids and fat burners and I thought do you know what mate fuck you <laughs> wait he tried to get you on steroids yeah yeah and it's like hello oh my god <laughs> so yeah binned him off pretty quickly and then I thought right this is crazy so I, that's when I joined the inner circle and, and when then, was this uh about four months ago yeah, yeah. Okay. About that. I'd been following some of your stuff anyway. 
um, some of the tutorials on um, Instagram and YouTube. And I've been following Erin um, Stern, some of her stuff, and yep. Susan's stuff. So I'd kind of got my own little routine going. And then I thought, right, I'm just going to do my plan. So I've done a plan combining lots of different things. And I've got a plan for days that if I'm not feeling 100%, I'll do shoulders because I love working shoulders. Um, so I've started to do that. And actually, being the only female in the weight room, I don't care. I will spread out. I will spread my shit. And you can stare at me all you like. I don't care because I know I've got better form than most men in that gym that are using momentum and God knows what else. And I think at that point, I started to believe in myself and believe that um, I could do this. Um, yes, I was fat. I'm not as fat as what I was. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got to feel comfortable and I actually really enjoy going to the gym now. And if I don't go, I feel a bit, bit weird, but then I took it to the extreme. I was going seven days a week. Um, and that just killed me. It just, I was so exhausted. And so I've scaled it back again to four times a week to get quality over quantity. I love it. I love it. So, see, I'm still doing that. Um, and are you doing the inner circle programs? Yeah, I'm doing bits of it. I'm about to start the pull-up one because that's a goal of my desperate. Hell yeah, I love it. So, the chin-up specialization one? Yeah, that's it, yeah. I love it. So, yeah, that's a goal of mine, really, to be able to do that. And then in combination with that, I've tried to – I'm sticking with the eating plan and I've tried to be a bit more flexible because one thing that I have found really difficult is – um you lose the weight. I've got to a weight that I never thought I'd get to. And now I'm here. I'm like, well, actually, I want to lose a bit more. And I'm terrified. I'm going to put it all back on. Absolutely terrified because people will notice if I do. But um, I'm allowing a bit of flexibility to be able to go out for dinner with my husband and eat pizza occasionally. Um, but I have to be careful because I do, I still have that all or nothing approach where I if I go off track, if I'm not on my plan, I will binge and I will be really bad. So for me, if I keep the calorie counting, I keep the routine of the gym, it keeps me on track. I like the control, I think. So so that's kind of working for me at the moment. And yeah, so that's where I'm at, really. I, I love that. And, and I think it's, again, you've brought up so many good points. You said from the very beginning, you weren't going to be interesting. This was, in, I think that not only are you very interesting, but it's also very helpful and and i hope that this helps you too i, I want to talk about Definitely. Do, do you feel like you have to not calorie count like do you feel like that's sort of been pressured especially on social media from some people lately like yeah, calorie counting is bad it's all like oh if it fits your macros if you know all this don't use um scales don't count calories just go with the flow intuitive eating bollocks and i watch some of those people that do that and there's one girl Stephanie Buttermore, who I used to love following, and she's doing this all-in approach at the moment. And I watch her, and I think you're banging on weight like I don't know what. Um, and even now, I I kind of think, well, she's more experienced than me. And then I think, actually, no, no, I've learned stuff. I need to believe in what I've learned along my journey. And whatever she's doing for her, good luck to her. She's obviously got her own thing. But for me, that won't work. I need to believe in what I've learned and what works for me. Just because people are preaching one one way doesn't mean to say it's going to suit everybody and I think Instagram and social media can be really good 
but there's too many frauds out there, too many fake people. And I try and control that now by, you know, if people are selling stuff, if they're affiliated with stuff, I just delete them because, you know, it's just a con. So, sorry, I went off track there. So what did no, you no. say? Again, I think everything you're saying, I'm just nodding my head in agreement. And I think that what you said, you were like, you have to focus on what you're doing. Mm. And and it's so cliche and hippy dippy, but it's like you can't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 15 no. type thing. But like it's also you can't compare your chapter 15 to someone else's chapter 15 is I think an even more important thing to say is like your chapter like your book is an entirely different fucking book. Mm, exactly. Right? It's it's literally it's to not only your different chapters but literally it's a different book by a different author with a different premise different characters different protagonists different antagonists we have all literally have completely different books Mm. and it's it's very i think it's very disingenuous when people say like this is the right way to do it this is the wrong way to do it um and i don't think a lot of it i don't think any of it really is done with malintent i don't think anybody's trying to be malicious or hurtful i do think it's just it's ignorance and which is why I very much go out of my way to say, listen, like you need to find what works for you. Mm. You need to. And if that's calorie counting, great. If that's if that's keto, amazing. If that's if it fits your macros, fantastic. If that's paleo, great. Like I don't give a fuck. Mm. I just care about you doing what works for you. And in terms of you calorie counting and you knowing right now calorie counting is what works best for you, like that's the best because you know it's what's working and who knows maybe in a year or four years or 12 years you'll decide ah you know what either i don't want to i don't need to i want to try that's too short yeah whatever it is but right now you you said the life's too short example it's like right now i bet you could use the argument life is too short not to count calories right now because you know, it's like it's all it changes as you progress. Right. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, I'll give you a really good example. So um, when I'm in inclined to binge or I want something that I know will take me over my calories, I'll, I'll go into the kitchen and I'll be stood there having this internal dialogue with myself. I've weighed it. I know that whatever item it may be is going to be I know, 500 calories, for example. And then I'll get out the low-fat yogurt and I'll measure out the equivalent. And then it's like, look, there's the choices. I can eat five times the amount for that small amount of pleasure that that will give me. And it, I'll be wrestling with myself about half an hour before I make the right choice. Sometimes I make the wrong choice. Um, and the days that I do give into it, if I if I'm eating something I'll I'll sit and I'll think about well yes I'm enjoying this food I'm thinking about it I'm forcing my mind to acknowledge that I'm shoving this down my face that it's worth x amount of calories and it'll probably have however many grams of fat and that I'm enjoying the taste I like this I can taste the sugar it's great but don't be surprised if you don't see the scale move and be content with that because it's a choice I've made, I've done this. Nobody else, nobody influenced me to do that. I consciously entered into shoving that in my throat. And that that has actually worked because a few months ago, I, I bought a pack of five donuts, which I haven't done for a long, long time. Normally I could polish off the five donuts pretty quickly without feeling sick. And I got to the second one and it's like, I'm enjoying this, but do I really want it? 
do is it worth those calories and then I stopped and I threw the bag out the window and left it there and I thought wow that's the first time I've ever mid binge been able to rein it in I've never ever been able to do that before so I was quite chuffed with myself that's <laughs> I'm literally standing here smiling huge right now <laughs> that, that's that's remarkable that is absolutely remarkable I'm so beyond impressed truly that that's incredible and I think it's it's one of those things that most people really aspire to get to most people really aspire to reach that level of of emotional intelligence emotional awareness uh having that type of relationship with food having that type of relationship with yourself to get to that point in which you can be like you know is is this really worth it and literally put a stopper on the emotional impulse Mm. and think and and really start thinking more logically okay like is this logic is actually what i want as opposed to giving into that emotion. Um, honestly, I, I'm just, I'm blown away with, <laughs> with how, how far you've come, how, how tremendously well you've been doing, how honest and forthright you've been, and, and really how, how objective you are with your analysis of yourself, both in the tough times and the good times. I think you are, you are acutely aware of your actions and and how you're doing things on a on a much higher level than many people, not are than I don't want to say than many people are capable of, but I think than many people are are almost willing to do, and mm. and I use that phrase specifically because being able to be that objective with yourself, it's difficult. Mm, definitely, it doesn't always from, work. It's. It's not only difficult from like a challenging perspective, it's difficult from a being truly honest with yourself perspective. Like most people, I mean, and you even you were at the beginning of the conversation, you were talking about like you were looking for all the other answers besides just the fact that you were overeating. Exactly. And most people, especially in in today's society, we see this a lot now, this this very victim mindset. Like it it can't be me. It can't be me. Like I'm a victim. I'm the victim. It's, it's society, it's culture, it's other people, but it can't be me. And for you to be able to be that objective and that acutely aware of it, I think is, is a skill set we all can develop, but I'm just very impressed that you've done all of this and and you've come so far. It, it's I don't want you to undervalue how how remarkable your transformation has been, and I cannot wait to see you pro- progress because I, I very much mean this. I, I'm blown away with with how far you've come, and I think that you're going to help literally thousands of people with this. I, I mean it with all my heart. I'm so happy and very grateful that you were that you got on the phone with me and you spoke with me about this because number yes. one, I like I've benefited as a coach hearing this and learning more from you, and I think a lot of people will benefit as well. Cool. <laughs> is is <laughs> cool. <laughs> don't really know. I'm British. I don't know how to accept it. Compliment. <laughs> You know, Let I'm, me ask you this yeah. it, before before we get off. Is there anything that either you would like to discuss that like that I might be able to help you with, or is there any any other things that you wanted to chat about? Yeah, I mean, if you've got time, of course, yeah, absolutely. So the the thing I've struggled with there's, there's a couple of things, and it, it this is more the psychological part now, I guess. Is um, although my body has changed dramatically, my mind hasn't caught up with how I look. So 
um, when I lost weight, this time I threw away all my fat clothes because for me, there was no going back. This is me now. I'm not, not who I was 18 months ago. So when I walk into a shop to go and buy something, I'll pick up my, old, my biggest size that I was. I won't pick up the size that I am. And I can't get out of that habit. It's really quite bizarre. And then when I was at the gym just a few weeks ago, I was, I don't know what I was doing, something, and I was in front of a mirror. I hate standing in front of the mirror. But I looked, I thought, oh, the lighting in this gym must be quite good because my legs look quite slim. <laughs> and then I thought, nah. And I looked again and I thought, no, they, they look really slim. So I thought, no, fuck this. I'm going to record myself, cringeworthy as it is, because I don't believe what I'm seeing. And then when I watched it back when I got home, it's like, do my legs look like that? And I was saying to my husband, are these my legs? Do they look like that in real life? And he just looks at me like I'm some demented idiot. <laughs> and I, I, I just can't. I still see fat. That's all I see. And it, I don't know how you get past that. I really don't. Well, I, first of all, thank you for asking. That. I think it's a phenomenal question. And I'm going to do the annoying coach thing that I do. <laughs> before, before I answer, I'm going to ask you if a friend told you that same thing, if a friend that you knew for a long time, you're very close with, literally asked you that same thing, what would you tell them? And I know this is the difficult part. One, I don't have very many friends. And two, oh, I... stop. I'm not asking you. I'm... <laughs> if, if your best friend in the world asked you that, what well, would you tell them? Well, this is the other part. <laughs> so, if, if, if you're going to come up with an excuse for why you can't answer this question adequately, I'm going to stop you right here and just say, answer it. <laughs> uh, mm. how would you what would you tell your best friend oh you're not gonna like what i'm gonna say to you <laughs> so well, is, this, would... is this the truth of what you would tell your best friend or is this what you're saying because you know that you're really going to talk to yourself <laughs> mm. well i'll let you i'll let you hear my answer and then you can uh i think we already know <laughs> <laughs> so i would probably say to my friend well yeah they're quite slim in places but you've still got a fat ass or you've still got this or you've still got i would give a compliment and then take it away with another hand. Would you say you would actually say that to your friend? Probably. Yeah. Because I, I find all that stuff really quite difficult. So I would disguise it in humor or something. It would be, a, it wouldn't be a straight compliment. It'd be a backhanded something or other. Okay. Le- all right. So I, this is a, a good conversation. Let me tell you this. And, and this is mm. me talking to you. Not, not like someone you've known for a long time. This is me. Um, Claire, when I look in the mirror with my shirt off, I hate that like I have stomach rolls and like it's you know it's not like a lot it's not crazy amounts but like it's not anywhere near where I was competition wise like when I was competition and like I can see that I have more stomach fat now Um, but like I hate that I see that Uh, and I know I'm leaner than I was like 90 days ago 120 days ago but I just can't help getting over that like I just hate looking at my stomach with those rolls like what do you think Mm. So, oh, you're asking me what I think of what you're telling me? Yeah. Oh, God, that's really bad because you're asking me to criticize you. <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck, this is too hard. I can't do it. You know oh. why? It, it, it's hard because you know I'm really asking about yourself. Yeah, I know you and, are. <laughs> and, and because when I, when I put it in myself, in my shoes, the last thing you were going to do is be mean to me. Well, yeah, I'm not like, going to insult you, but I'd, I'd do that to myself. That's exactly right. And, and that's the whole point of this. Mm. And like, the whole thing is this. Would you say that the majority of your life, and we know from the beginning of the conversation that you spent like at a weight you were unhappy with? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 
Okay. So the reality is like the majority of your life you spent in, in a, in a mindset of not really liking your body. So for the last, we'll call it year and a half, you've really started to take your body and your mindset to a new place. And in the same way that you've had to go through the learning process of tracking calories and learning how to, how to count them and going to the gym and learning what gym routine works well for you. And all of this learning curve process from a physical standpoint, you're also going to go through the learning process from a mental standpoint where you're going to have to, your, your mindset is, is learning how to look at your new body and accept your new body. But also keep in mind, like, I don't know a single person, not one, not a single person, no matter where their body fat percentage is, how much muscle they have, how strong they are. I don't know a single person who looks in the mirror with a hundred percent confidence and says, fuck, I love how I look. I don't know a single person. And, and I don't, I don't know a single person True. who says that. Honestly, I know there's a lot of people on Instagram now who are like, Oh, I just fucking love my body. Yeah. But the interesting part about that is, is, and, and like, I, I will never, ever name names, but the really interesting part about that is, is I know people who do that, who go on Instagram, who say, oh, I fucking love my body. I'm so confident in it, blah, blah, blah. But then they'll email me and they'll be like, I want to be a client. Like, I want to lose fat. Like, I just, I'm not, I don't really like this and that. And I'm like, you just went on Instagram mm. and you told all of your fucking followers how much you love your fucking body. And now you're saying, well, yeah, but actually, like, I want to do this. And I have no problem with goals or wanting to improve your physique. I think that's amazing. And I, I love that and support it. I do have a problem with saying, with pretending to not have any insecurities or pretending to be fully confident. And I think that's what creates this warped mindset that we're not supposed to, or it's not okay to look at your body and like be in, like be surprised that you've come so far and to like, even though you've come so far to still be like, oh, like I still don't really accept where I'm mm -hmm. at type of thing. And, that and so what I'm saying to you is, is that what you're going through is normal. Okay. And in the same way that, that you just had a very hard time talking to me in terms because the last thing you were going to do is insult me <laughs> is you have to really actively go out of your way to not insult yourself. And I know it's much easier said than done. It's very like hippy dippy and cliche, da, 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 but it's true. And in the same yeah. way that in the same way that like you just told me how in the middle of a binge, you fucking threw the trash out, right? You're, you mm. threw it out. You're like, fuck this. It's, going to be in the same way where one day you're going to have an instance in which you're insulting yourself and in the middle of insulting yourself you're going to stop and say why in the fuck am i being such an asshole to myself and you're going to throw that baggage out the fucking window and then you're going to tell me like hey and i just did that and that's what it's the same exact example you will get to okay. a point in which you won't allow it and but the only way you'll get to that point is if you're consciously aware of it just as you're consciously aware of your calories, like you'll, mm. you're consciously, you have to be consciously aware of how you're speaking to yourself. You really do, or else it will just, it will fester and, and just, just manifest inside your head in a, in a way that is almost undetectable unless you're going out of way to be consciously aware of it. In the same way that sometimes calories are almost undetectable until you start actually counting. Mm. It's like, you have to be aware of it or else you'll just allow yourself to do it. Exactly. exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's really helpful, actually. Thank you. Good. Yeah. So please stop being a fucking asshole yourself, Claire. Yeah, stop being a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> I I need to adopt more more like British slang. Stop oh, being a wanker. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, I could fill you in. <laughs> I, it, the earlier you were like, yeah, I binned him off real quick. I was like, oh, I love that phrase. I need to feel that phrase. <laughs> yeah, I'll think of some keywords for your UK followers. <laughs> you can engage with us on a more personal level. <laughs> binned him off, you wanker. I binned love that. Yeah, that's a bad, bad British accent, my friend. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, 
All right, I really need to work on it. All right, so so is there anything else that, that just, you wanted to talk about as well? Yeah, just one more thing. Is, okay. And it's on a similar vein, actually. It's other people's reactions. So initially, when I was losing weight, people were like, oh, you're looking really well. You're looking really healthy. They didn't know I was losing weight. And then when it starts to become obvious, it's like, oh, wow, you look amazing. You've lost weight. Well done. Yada, yada, yada. Now I get the don't want to lose any more weight you're going to be anorexic you're you're too thin you're too tall you don't want to be that weight when you're that height you're going to end up with a lollipop head for your body your head will be too big you look like an alien why are you doing that and it's like what the actual fuck have people literally said those words to you yeah yeah i'm quoting now and it's like one minute i'm too fucking fat now i'm too fucking thin even though my bmi is still 25 who said you're gonna have a lollipop head one of my closest friends Okay. <laughs> and I, I mean, my response... Was, is, is that a man or a woman? That's a female. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And it's... I'm like... Is, is she happy with where she is? I mean, she's slim. But... But um, is she happy with where she is? Uh, I like it. No, Clay, you didn't answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I doubt it if we dove into that. I mean, I guess subconsciously I know it's... How I deal with it is I say to people, you're just used to me being really fat. You you haven't caught up with the fact that I'm no longer that person. Um, and then in my head, I change to when people are saying, you don't want to lose anymore. I don't want you to lose anymore. I don't want you to look thin. I don't want you to. And then it takes on a different meaning, but I still find it really weird. It's like, I, I just can't please people. no matter. And I'm not set. I'm not saying that because I've set out to please people, but it's just like, I just want to be invisible and people to stop fucking commenting on my appearance. I see it every fucking day. I don't need you to tell me what I look like. Believe me, I'm my own worst critic. I know every inch of my body. But yeah, it it does get to me. And it really fucks me off. I mean, I think, listen, I think you you're very aware of what's going on that's number one number two is i think you you also are aware that when people are saying that stuff they're saying it out of their own insecurity Mm. right like it's and and we know this like this is this is common knowledge at this point but even though it's common knowledge it's it's still obnoxious when people Mm. do that and and it happens in all aspects of life by the way so not just with fitness but for example it still happens with business but not not as much anymore but when i was you know, in college and, and spending an outrageous amount of time on my computer, writing articles, like, and, and filming videos and waking up literally at three fifty seven AM to beat my friend, Sean, who was waking up at four because I wanted to wake <laughs> up earlier than him so that I could work and like, and research and, and do stuff. People would always be like, why don't you just take a break? Why don't mm. you just like, or, and even now my mom will say like, oh, you need, you need a vacation. And it's one of those things where I'm, it's all coming from a good place. It's all coming from a good place. But I actually, I had to have a conversation with my mom where I was like, and I've had conversations with friends on, in the same vein where I'm like, Hey, listen, I know you're saying this because you care about me, but I need to, I need to be very clear with you. And I swear, these are conversations that I've had one very recently with my mom where I was like, I love what I do. Mm. I love what I do more than anything. And if I went on vacation and didn't work, I wouldn't enjoy it. Like most people go on vacation because they want to get away from their work. 
I don't because I love my work. So I need you to stop telling me that I need to take a vacation because maybe you feel uh, jealous or insecure that you're not working as hard and just let me do my thing and you do yours. And in the same way with fitness where it's like, hey, listen, I know you're saying this because you care about me, but I'm loving what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, like in in the nicest way possible. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like literally say like, I love you more than anything. I appreciate you taking the time to tell me this, but I need you to shut the fuck up. (laughs) <laughs> like, I like seriously that. it's it's and you, i call it the compliment sandwich because like, like, i love yeah. you so much thank you so much I, I really appreciate it i need you to shut the fuck up seriously i love you like we call it the shit sandwich <laughs> it, I, it's exactly right it's so yeah. and and it's again it's easier said than done it's easier to say well don't let it affect you because it's other people but it's the truth and that's really what it boils down to and this is the same type of thing where the, the whole victim mentality thing it's like yeah we we can't blame other people because it, it's going to happen other people will have their opinions they will say shit they will it, but number one is remembering they're saying it out of their own insecurities and number two is like you're not gonna let it stop you anyway so we have two options we can either just like just sit and think about it and and just let it make us really sad or you could just say, hey, shut the fuck up. I'm going to do it anyway. So, like, I love you. I want you in my life. But if you keep talking about this when we hang out, I'm going to stop hanging out with you. I love you. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's a good analogy. I mean, there's one type of comment or one situation that I actually quite relish because I'm a bit weird. And that's, you know, when someone's looking at you and they're looking at you, they're not saying anything, but you know that they're sizing you up. They recognize that you've lost weight. They know that you know what they're thinking, but they don't want to say anything because they don't want to give you a compliment. And then there's that deathly silence. Fucking love that. I embrace that shit. Wait, hold on. Give me an example in which this happened where someone that you know, like someone that you know or someone you don't know? No, someone that I know. So um, someone I know quite well where I keep my horse. So she, she's been st- really, really staring at me. And I can see her looking up and down my body. And I'm looking at her and I'm thinking... I know you know it. I know you're thinking it. You're thinking I've lost weight and you'd be right. But she doesn't want to say it because she hates being um, the lesser person, if you like. So because she's caught in that inner conflict, she can't think of anything to say to fill the void. She can't talk shit. Now, normally in a normal social situation, the other person would fill that void with just nonsense Whereas I don't, I quite relish that. It's like, no, I'm going to let you squirm and be uncomfortable. Serves you right for looking me up and down. Say what's on your mind, friend. Does that make so sense? I, I, I'm going to push your buttons on this. Okay. I, and I'm Because I'm going to play devil's advocate is, yeah. is a better way to put it. Have you spoken to that person about, like, about how they feel about themselves or their own body? No, that's way not my style. Okay, perfect. And she's, so, she's actually quite, well, she's very slim. Got it. Okay. So let me ask you this. Mm. How do you know what she's thinking? <laughs> yeah, okay. You don't need to be smart. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not being smart. And this is, I, I'm, no, I know. I'm super, I, I, I really, remember one, this is a really important point. And, I, and mm. I was saying it earlier. It's very easy to project our own insecurities on other people. Yeah, true. Right? Let me ask, have you ever looked at somebody else who lost weight? and didn't say anything because you didn't want to give them a compliment? No, not at all. In fact, I'm the opposite. I'm, I will always, always say to somebody, oh, wow, you've lost weight. I'll always pay a compliment. And if someone's, you know, 
changed their hair or they they look good i will stop a stranger in the street to say oh i love your shoes i love this i love and they just look at me like you fucking weirdo leave me alone but i will always do that because i think there's so many negative people around i think it i know if somebody did that to me i'd be really chuffed a bit embarrassed but i'd be really chuffed so i i don't do it i will acknowledge it so so i love that and and i'm very much the same way that being mm. said I truly believe that most people are actually very positive and, and very kind. I think that what's going on is a lot of times people won't say something is because they don't know how the other person is going to react. That's right. That's they, fine. They, yeah. They don't know if like, Hey, like, and here's, here's another way to think about it. For example, mm. and, and Susan has spoken about this a lot. When Susan first started losing weight, one of the things that she'll she'll always remember is people being like, oh, my God, you look amazing. This is the best you've ever looked. And then her being petrified about mm-hmm. gaining weight back because, like, well, what if I gain my weight back now? And yeah. these people, And so – and basically this is my way of saying we never know what someone is thinking. And, and just from having spoken to literally thousands, literally thousands of people on this topic – Hmm. I, I've never met a single person who wouldn't give someone a compliment simply because they didn't want to give them the compliment unless it was like a very close family member that they didn't like or something like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, like your aunt and like whatever your aunt is jealous of you. And she like that, that is a real scenario, but like with someone at the office or someone, just a person you see at the gym, most people, the vast majority of people, are very kind and truly want to see other people succeed. But a lot of times they don't say something like, Oh my God, you look amazing. Congrats. Because they don't know if you want to be spoke. If you want to speak about that, they don't know if you are comfortable talking about that. They don't know if it's something you're trying to do. They don't know if maybe like you, you have an illness and you're losing weight because <laughs> you, you're taking it seriously. Like you, you never know. And, you, yeah. and, and especially like right now in society, because it's like, it's like, how dare you comment on how I look type of thing. That's it's like, true, yeah. th- there's so much. And, and the reason I'm playing devil's advocate here is, and I've said it numerous times on our call already, is it's very easy to project our own insecurities on other people. And I've even, even just now you're like, yeah, I'll give someone a compliment and they'll look at me like you're fucking crazy type thing. Mm. It's like, it's almost a lot of times these negative connotations with how people are perceiving you when they're not actually saying anything negative, it's probably like, number one, like I've got serious resting bitch face where it's like, <laughs> if I'm just like looking randomly into space, it might look like I'm grimacing at you, but really I'm just like, I'm probably thinking about marshmallows or something. <laughs> and then, but so, and the reason I'm making such a big deal about this is because it's so common for our own insecurities for to perceive to look at other people and think oh they're judging me oh like they don't want to give me a compliment oh they don't like me oh this or that when in reality it's all a conversation in your head when if you just said to that person like hey how's it going like and they're like i'm good how are you like oh i'm feeling pretty good like i'm down however many pounds feel great they're like i was literally just looking at you and i'm so fucking stoked and happy because you look incredible like literally they might have just been waiting for you to bring it up type of a thing so the the main reason I'm I'm hammering on this and talking about it so much is because I very much believe that the own narrative we have in our head is a lot of times making us actually judge other people. And it's it's we're judging mm-hmm. other people based on literally our own insecurities. And the more we can 
again, be conscious of what we're talking about in our head and sort of stop mid binge type of thing, the more we can be conscious about it and be aware of the conversation we're having in our head, the more we can call ourselves out on our bullshit and say, that person literally has said nothing to me. And I can't judge what they're thinking simply based on what they're looking at. That's really useful. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that's so true. Because I, I, I guess, yeah, well, I don't guess I know now that it is my insecurity, isn't it? It's not hers. It's mine. A hundred percent. And I, and being objective about it and reasoning like that is, is I think one of your greatest strengths because a lot of people would put up a barrier to that. They would, they would argue against it. No, you don't know. You don't know. The fact that you're so open to that discussion is incredible because the more open-minded you are as you're displaying it, the more quickly you'll be able to make this change and be consciously aware of the conversations going on in your head. Yeah. I, do you know what, though? I just wish you could turn them off just occasionally. It's like, <laughs> shut up. It, it really does. I mean, I don't know whether everybody else has the same thing, but just everybody in a turmoil. It's like, fucking hell, when did life get so complicated? I just want to. Well, and it's sort of going back to the book example where yeah. it's like, you ha- we all have our own book, right? Yeah. And the only person who knows each and every word, sentence, paragraph, page of your book is you. That's you're the only one, and you're the only one who knows that history. Who knows? Who knows the like the beginning of the book? Who knows like what happened in the chapter before and what happens twelve chapters before? You're the only one. So the only person who has the context is you, which is what. And, and every single person has their own book in their own head, and so it's like what someone else might be looking at, or even sometimes what people are saying. Some people just suck at phrasing things properly, mm-hmm. where it's just like, it's very, and it's, this happens all the time on social media. Someone will, someone will say something and then people will like, take, they go fucking nuts. They, they get yeah. so mad, like, fuck you. They're like, number one, maybe I was joking. I was sarcastic. Or it's like, no, I phrased that incorrectly. I apologize. Here's what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it, this is an interesting side of social media, where I, I very much see people going on, facebook or instagram like with their shields and their swords ready to fucking battle it's like people go on ready to fight it's like and they're looking for people to say the dumbest shit so they can attack them and it's it's sort of uh, indicative in my mind of people having very serious insecurities that they're projecting onto everybody else and almost everyone walking around being like everyone's a fucking idiot everyone's a fucking idiot all these people are fucking like we all we all think that like i I wonder how many times a day we all say in our head god they're a fucking idiot god they're a fucking (laughs) idiot how many times a day does that phrase go through your head and so much of it is just not having the context to where the other person is coming from in their own book right so that's so that's why i make the point no, it's interesting, actually, because when I joined the IC and I joined the Facebook group, it it's a bit overwhelming in that everybody's so positive and so nice <laughs> because you're just not used to that in everyday life. Like when someone posts a question, people respond honestly and um, are really, really helpful. But the rest of social media is like, don't be so fucking stupid. You should know the answer, yada, yada, yada. But the IC isn't like that. And for me it's a bit weird because I'm still getting used to that environment. Yeah, you're sort of waiting for people to jump down your throat. Yeah, I'm waiting for the backhander to come my (laughs) way, but it it doesn't, and it's really quite nice. And it it feels feels uncomfortable saying it's really quite nice because I don't want to show that, actually. I I benefit from that, and I like (laughs) it, and it's a positive thing. 
that's fucked up in it. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, it's not fucked up. It's honest. And it's mm-hmm. it's honest and it's important. And it, it, this is actually something that came up at the retreat. People yeah. were like, how how is it so positive? Like, literally, there's no negative comments. No, not at there's, all. Like, not one. I've never seen a negative comment, which is crazy. And and I literally I had to make a point of saying this because I think expectations are everything. Mm. I've never seen a negative comment in the inner circle, but I guarantee you one will come. Eventually, someone's going to come and say something rude, inappropriate, whatever. And it could be because they're actually just an asshole. It could be because they're having a bad day and they had an, an emotional outburst and they didn't mean it, whatever it is. But the inner circle is out un, without question the single most positive and encouraging place I've ever seen. Mm, and, and what I said to everyone at the retreat, I said, when that comment does come, like, because I can't promise that it won't. And I, in fact, I can almost definitively promise it will come at some point. It's inevitable. Mm. I can promise that it will be dealt with swiftly and appropriately and will make sure it, that that type of thing never happens again. And we'll just we'll do our best to deal with it to the best of our ability at that time. And we'll make sure it's dealt with like mm. immediately. And and the reason that I, I say that is because in the same way, if someone's like, yeah, you can expect to lose 10 pounds over the next two weeks. It's like, and then you don't lose 10 pounds. You're like, well, fuck off. Like, what the hell? You told me 10 pounds in two weeks. Mm. It's like, if, if I always said, yeah, the inner circle will never have any negative comments. They don't, they will never exist. It's like, of course, someone's going to say something at some point and it's going to light people up. And I can never promise that that's not going to happen, but I can promise that when it does happen, it will be dealt with immediately. And it will make sure, and we'll make sure that that, that type of situation is put to bed, like within seconds. And so, and to make sure it's very clear that we won't, we won't tolerate that type of stuff. No. Um, I like that mindset for, because it's realistic. Yes, it's, that's all it is. It's just realistic. And mm. because fortunately we haven't had to deal with that yet. And in three plus years, we, we haven't had to deal with that yet. Eventually we will. And yeah, when I finish this call, I'm going to go on, yo, Facebook bitches. <laughs> <laughs> just testing the theory. <laughs> but but for right now, the, and, and, and even after it happens, it will continue to be a positive place because that's, that's the community that we've all built. Yeah. But and, and that just makes me super happy that that you know that you can post in there and no one's going to jump down your throat and no one's going to be like, you're an idiot or like, what the fuck kind of a question is this? It's, it's a very positive place. And that makes me super happy that you know that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I did the um, insecurity video thing because I'd watch everybody else's and I thought I'd do mine. So I waffled on. And during it, my horse did a massive fart in the background. <laughs> I had to apologize. And everyone was like, oh, no, that's cool. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I so, love that. Yeah. Well, Claire, thank you so much for getting on the phone with me. I, I really appreciate it. And and like I said, uh, you were very interesting. And the fact that you're like, I don't think I'm going to be very interesting. Like, this is a tremendous call. And I'm really, I really appreciate that you spent the time with me. Oh, thank you. I got way more out of it than what I was actually expecting, really. I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> no, that sounds really wrong, and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, stop apologizing. It doesn't sound wrong. It's. I'm glad. I'm glad that it exceeded your expectations. Yeah, no, it's been really, really helpful. It's kind of gave me food for thought, really. Good. I'm glad. Well, I will, I'll see you in the inner circle, and actually, I'll text you when this podcast goes live. Thank you very much. And a final note, bring the retreat over to Europe somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> or do two. You know, it's... Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Um, we, it's in the talks, but because literally this was just the first one. I mean, there was so much planning that went into, into it. Imagine. It's crazy, but um, 
eventually I think we will just need need some time (laughs) (laughs) well crack on (laughs) (laughs) crack on I love it thank you so much Claire no thank you Joe I love you I'll talk to you soon all right take care bye bye